I greet you, my brothers and sisters, with the universal greeting, the greeting of peace. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is really a privilege to be back here in Valhalla Park. And I'm very grateful for the great privilege given to me by Maulana Qasim to be here and to speak to you. And uh, this is really my biggest gift, if you only know, that when I ask for a platform for the Jummah, and even on short notice, and the Maulana says, come through, he has given me a great gift, a great gift. I'm very touched. There's very few things that people can give me in the world that I can really feel happy about. That when I'm given this privilege to glorify Allah with our brothers and sisters, now that is a gift to me. So, Allah bless Malala Qasim in this world for giving his sins, prospers him and his family in the next world. Shukran for that. Sincere dua that comes from my heart. I want to speak to you today about becoming closer or getting closer to Allah, to His greatness and His grace because that's all that really exists. Before the world was created, the universe was created was Allah and Allah is now and Allah will always be unique and supreme and most gracious. That's all there is. And if we talk about anything else, we're really talking about things that don't really matter. So if we talk about anything else, we're actually talking about things that don't really matter. But to us, in this world, it seems like talking about other things matter. And we get so involved in that. If you only but knew that to remember Allah, when you remember Allah, Allah remembers you and then His blessings come upon you and you'll have things and you won't even have to ask and you won't be needy. The Quran tells us that if you remember Allah, He remembers you. It tells us that if you are among those who remember Him and His blessings for you, but if you forget Him, yours will be a depressed life. See? So, when I grew up, I didn't understand what worship was and dua was and I felt forced, I don't know if any of you have growing up, you felt forced to read namaz or forced, you can't have fun, you must come in the mosque now and, and read your Quran and do this and do that. So growing up, I don't think I was introduced to Allah, ibadat and dua in the correct way. And I respect all those who are teaching me. But over the years, working with people, for over 20 years I work with individuals, with couples, with families, with groups, with organizations, with the communities. Working with people for over 20 years, the only solution I've come to is Allah. There's no other solution. And the beloved Prophet Muhammad he said that if you know any one thing, teach it. So I don't claim to be holy and I don't claim to be religious but I do claim to have Iman. In this heart 
is Iman. Of that I am certain. I'm not certain if I'm a good Muslim, but a good mu'min, I am. And Alhamdulillah, inshallah, I become a good Muslim too. But I'm here to tell us that all of us, we all can actually become closer to Allah. You don't have to appear religious. You don't have to seem holy. Islam is not for the holy people. Islam is for everybody. Allah is for all of us. Sinner and saint. And no matter who you are, even if you don't even read your salah, whatever it is, but you can get closer to Allah. And when you get closer to Allah, your heart gets purified. And then I assure you, you will start loving, worshipping Allah. You will start loving it. Because verily, in the remembrance of Allah, do hearts find assurance. In the remembrance of Allah, you feel a good feeling within you that nothing in the world can give you. In the remembrance of Allah, you recognize you have Allah. And you become less and less needy. You see, the problem with people in the world that causes suffering is not that we don't have money. If you look at people who beg, you might think their problem is because they don't have money, they beg. What if I told you that the beggar's problem is not money? You'd be surprised. What if I told you being a beggar has got nothing to do with money? There are people with lots of money, but they're still beggars. Do you know that? They can't spend. They can't enjoy. They can't appreciate. So you can have beggars without money, and you can have beggars with money. But begging has got nothing to do with money. Begging has got to do with neediness on this world. Neediness. I need money. I must hold on to my money. Money is what it's all about. That's what makes you a beggar. Not money. Anything in this world, if you think you need it, and you can't be okay without it, you become dependent on it. It is a type of shirk. And you will suffer. There's no doubt about it. Anybody who turns to the dunya and says, this is what makes me okay. If I have money, then I am okay. They forget that Allah gave them life. Allah gave you akal, reason. Allah gave you sight and hearing, smell and taste, not money. I got a good job. People are needy. I must have that job there because it's got a title. It's got money. I need that job. If I got that job, I'll be okay. That job did nothing for you. The things of this world are the created and they can do nothing for us. The one who knows Allah, that we have Allah, will never need. Do you understand? We will have, Alhamdulillah, I'm blessed with every passing day. I have more and more in my life. People ask me, why are you doing this work? Are you part of an organization? Are you part of a group? No, I'm not. Does somebody pay you to do this? No, I'm not paid to do this. This is the most valuable thing I can do with my life. To teach people about Allah and the assurance that comes with Allah. For the mu'min, for the believer, 
This is about feeling good. Feeling good. Allah is about feeling good. Assurance is a good feeling in your heart. I don't need anything from this world. I have Allah. Allah is the only power. And I can call upon Allah and when I invoke Him, He surely responds, I have Allah. And with Allah I am able. Not with money, not with a job, not with a man or a woman, not with something I need a man to look after me, I need a woman to look after me. What do you think makes you okay? What do you think if you had it, your life will be better? It's a lie. The only thing that improves your life is Iman. Nothing else. And this is what we got to work on. We got to work on our Iman. And this is what I'm saying, Iman for everybody. No matter where you are, you could be taking drugs today. You could be sleeping around. You could be taking alcohol. You could be doing the worst thing, spending your whole night in the nightclub. Start with Allah consciousness. Don't think, no, I have to be perfect, get into the mosque five times a day. Start with Allah consciousness. I want to become aware of Allah, the only reality. The one that was never born and the one that will never die and never ages. The only one that really is our unique source. Become aware of Allah. You see, the Qur'an about 700 times, it tells us about learning, learning, the importance of learning. And if you don't learn about Allah, and you might have learned your surahs, and you might have learned about the, memorizing the Qur'an, and you might have learned about the postures in Salah, you might be a good Muslim. But Allah says in the Qur'an, that there are those who are practicing Islam that Iman has not entered into their hearts. You might have learned about Islam, mashallah, but Islam is about Allah, first pillar, shahada, la ilaha illallah, nothing else but Allah, none, nothing worthy of worship. Learn what Allah is. Get closer to Allah. The Quran tells us to prostrate. Make your sajda. But draw closer. Get closer to Allah. It doesn't say make your sajda. Stop there. The Quran says I am Allah. There is none but me. Worship me. Establish salah for my remembrance. It doesn't just say establish salah full stop. That you come into the mosque and you did your salah and you're off or five times a day, you prostrated, you went through the movements. It says, establish salah for my remembrance. Allah. Learn about Allah. This is very important. If I asked each one of you to write me an essay of one page about Allah, do you think you can write me an essay, one page? about Allah. Do you think if I told you, right, for the next 15 minutes, give everybody pen and page, write about Allah. What will you write? What do you know about Allah? What is your feeling about Allah? Allah says, when those who, who turn away from Him turn away, He will bring in their place those He loves and those who love Him. See? Do you love Almighty Allah? Really speaking, do you love Almighty Allah?
Do you know all my? Because to love somebody or something, you must know. You must know what it is. You've got something nice, you can tell me it's like this, it's like that, I love it. Do you know Allah? So that you can love Allah. If you don't know Allah, how are you going to love Allah? You could be a very good Muslim, but a very poor mu'min. The Quran tells us on the day of judgment, the only thing that will avail us is not our children. Because that's what we do, we drop everything for our children. Our children become first. Or it's not your wealth. We drop everything for business, for work, for money. Everything we drop it. But Allah says not your wealth, your possessions, your property. It's not your children that's going to benefit you on the day of judgment, on the day of accountability. Where are we going to be held accountable? You think you can just carry on and you're not going to be held accountable? Allah gives us the opportunity, carry on, carry on. But the day will come when all of humanity will stand before humanity's judge. Don't think everything is fine, we don't see anything, we can carry on in our ways and there's no, nothing is happening to us, we can just carry on like this. Allah's promise is true that on that day you will look back and you will say Woe upon me, I was among those who were lost. Can I please go back? I'll have the opportunity. It's like if you're in school. In school, you're supposed to do your studies, pay attention, this, that and the other. The better you do in school, the more chance of outside school you'll do better in the world. But if you're at school and you think it's a party, and you think it's just to play, and schoolwork is a waste of time, and you don't have to do homework, and you can just do any answers in your examinations, when you finish matric and you go into the world, what do you realize? Oh me, my. Whoa, I can't cope. If you look at the people on the streets, the beggars on the streets, they may be thinking, I wish I could go back to school and do this all over again. Understand? This world is like that. This world is a temporary world. It is, the Quran tells us very plainly that this is the opportunity to draw closer to the Creator, to, to become conscious of Him, to not be like the others who are operating blindly in this world. That there is for us to pay attention to Him. See, if you just live in this world, like you go to school and you think, ah, I don't have to pay attention. After school, then you'll know. Then you'll know. I don't know how to fit in the world. But when you're in school, you don't know. You think the parents are putting food on the table, school fees are paid. You don't know. When you leave school and you didn't pay attention in school and you go into the world and you stand on your own two feet, then you'll know. I should have. Shouldn't have wasted my time in school. Should have. And the same for this dunya. It's a time. It has a beginning. It has an end. But how you carry yourself here has big consequences. The akhirah is not a fantasy. It's very real. But, and the Quran repeatedly cautions us. So I'm not here to scare you. I'm not here to threaten you. I'm not here to, like how they grabbed us when we were little, brought us into the mosque by the ear. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to tell you about Allah, that you may become conscious of Allah. And that you can get to know Allah. And that you can get to love Allah. And then, you get closer to Him, His greatness and His grace. And your life improves. 
suddenly you become less needy, less needy. I don't need anybody. Shukran alhamdulillah because I have Allah. I don't need anything. Shukran alhamdulillah because I have Allah. I'm blessed. The more I know I have Allah, the less dependent I become on this world. I have no boss. Nobody pays me. I do my own thing. I'm free. Why? I have Allah. And sufficient is Allah for me. So I want to share with you some very simple things. Like A'uzu Billahi. I start off with A'uzu Billahi min ash-shaytani rajim. And you can start with that. That A'udhu means I claim the refuge that is available with Allah. I claim it, not I seek. Istighfar is I seek. A'udhu is I claim. I am among the claimers of the security with Allah. I claim it. It's there. Years ago I didn't know it was there. I was lost in the world. It's right here now. I claim the security available to me. I'm among the claimers of security. I am among the claimers of the shelter, the protection, a'udhu billah, that is with Allah. See, with Allah, a'udhu billah, that from that mind that is always focused on this world, you see, it's always focused on this world. The promptings, Satan always prompts us. And we know, in Kula Nas, it says, I claim with Allah the protection that is always there, the safety that is always there, the security that is always there, the shelter that is always there with Allah, from the one who whispers and retreats. All human beings have a mind that has say shaitan in it. And that mind controls you. It tells you worry. Be afraid, steal, cheat, beg. It takes you into the world and it takes you away from Allah. You have it. I have it too. We all have to say a'udhu billah with conscious awareness that I am a claimer of the refuge of the security that exists with Allah in this very moment. You know, Muslims, before you leave your house, you're supposed to say A'udhu. Before you make wudu, you're supposed to say A'udhu. Before you step to set foot in the mosque, you're supposed to say A'udhu. Every, you know, rakah, you say A'udhu. A'udhu is very important. They say the four kuls. You know, I spoke to you about kul, kulauzabeh bin nas, that we claim the refuge from the one, the Satan, who prompts and withdraws. He suggests something. Don't do your schoolwork. Don't worry, it's not important. You think, yeah, good idea, I won't pay attention. Ah, don't worry about ibadah, don't worry about zikr. Ah, watch series, watch TV. Suddenly you go there. But Kula Falak tells us also that we claim the refuge with Allah, the Lord of the daybreak, the Lord of creation. From what? The evil that exists in the created. That among us, humanity, there's not only evil in our own minds that tempt us, but there's evil in the people you know. It's in them too. And we claim the refuge with Allah not only from the evil in our own minds, but from the evil in the minds of the people we know and don't know. There are people who want to steal and cheat. They are against, they want to rob, they want to hurt and harm, they want to murder and kill. There are people. What's that? Who's whispering to them? It's a good idea. Hurt somebody, kill somebody. 
An unnatural person wants to kill. You don't have to tell me don't kill. I already I don't feel like killing. Why? I'm with Allah and Allah is with me. Who feels like killing? Who gets angry? Who wants to hurt themselves and others? Who destroys themselves with poisonous toxins of tick and drugs and who? Not somebody who claims the refuge with Allah. Somebody who's sitting with shaitan, with the friends of shaitan. They destroy themselves, they destroy others. So not only do we claim the refuge that exists with Allah from our own minds, but we claim the refuge that exists with Allah from the darkness of the people around us. Because they too, some of the people you may know, are not with Allah. They with shaitan. And we claim the refuge that is in the darkness from the, from the evil, from the low frequency, from that... You see, when you're with Allah, you feel good, you feel secure. But when you're with Allah, you want natural things, you want healthy things. When you're not with Allah, you feel insecure, afraid, scared, needy. And you want things that are poisonous, you want to poison yourself. You want to smoke a cigarette, you want to hurt somebody when you're not with Allah. When you're with Allah, you want healthy things. You want to hug and hold and care and show affection and be like the beloved Prophet. But when you're not with Allah, you want to hurt and harm yourself and others. And this is a darkness. This is that Amin Shari, the evil, the low frequency that you can go to certain places and there's this darkness there. There are people with darkness. And we claim the refuge that is available with Allah from the darkness that is overspreading the land. And we also claim the refuge with Allah. When? What does Qulauzabad bin Falak say? We claim the refuge from those who are blowers of, of, onto knots. Meaning, those that are engaged in black magic. Those that have evil intent. Those who want to harm using unnatural ways. There are people who do that too. They force and control, they use different ways to actually hurt and harm. We claim that refuge with Allah from those people too. See? And lastly it says, we claim the refuge in Allah from the evil of those people that are envious, that are jealous. See, when you're not with Allah, you don't know you can begin to feel good with Allah. Iman is about feeling good. It's about being natural. It's about fitra, the natural way, Iman. You become a whole human being, a wholesome human being. You don't have to be told don't steal, don't cheat, don't rob, don't rape. Who has to be told that? The people that are not feeling secure with Allah. The people who hold on to fear. We are to release fear and have faith. See? But the mind and shaitan in it will tell you be worried, be afraid, be threatened, you should feel bad, you should feel angry. And so there are people, you, your own mind does that to you. My mind does that to me too. And other people's minds are doing that too. And this is why we must start with the the refuge that is only with Allah. In the now, right here in the now, within my being, in my awareness, there is that refuge that I can feel secure in His care. From all this darkness that is in the dunya. See? We have been given the gift of Audhu. Now the question is, are you a claimer 
of the security that exists with, for you with Allah. Now I am, I always, I wasn't always, but I have been in years gone by and I can tell you I'm a different person. Just because of Audhu, you can't just say these words Audhu, Audhu and you don't know what you're meaning and just saying things. It doesn't, you have to understand and you have to put your heart into it. And when you do it, then you will be protected. That's Audhu. I got time for Bismillah too. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Not just Arabic words for you to make sounds with. I begin with the awareness of Allah. You see, if you don't do Audhu, you're not going to get closer to Allah. You can't become aware of Allah if your mind and other people's minds and you're interacting with people, you go darker, 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 darker. If I tell you okay with Allah, how do you feel? You feel better, you feel lighter, nur. But when you listen to certain people, you feel bad. When you listen to your own mind, you feel bad. See? So, Bismillah, you can't get to Bismillah if your Audhu is not right. If you haven't claimed the refuge in Allah, if you're not aware that Shaitan is whispering to you, to other people, and it's almost everywhere in the human situation, and there are people into evil and there are people into jealousy if you're not aware of that and claiming the refuge with Allah you're going to get lost in all of that there's no bismillah for you you'll be saying it but you won't experience it bismillahirrahmanirrahim I begin with the awareness of Allah Almighty I begin with the awareness of Allah Almighty not bismidunya I begin with the awareness of my problems and my situations. The things that I'm feeling bad about. Bismillah. I drop everything. Worship of Allah is I stop worrying about my problems. Something in the world is awful or something in the world is awesome. Allah is where who is worthy of awe. Awe is reserved for Allah. The worship of Allah is when you stop focusing on everything else. Even your problems and your anger and your unhappiness. And you drop everything to be aware of Him. You drop everything. You can't be angry while you're worshipping Allah. You have to drop your anger too to people and all that. If you're holding on to your anger, you're holding on to your fear, you're holding on to your guilt and shame, you can't get closer to Allah. So we say, Bismillah, we are among those who focus first, we place our awareness on Allah. Who? Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. What is that? Allah who is always lying, if I can say it that way. There is a power that ensures the earth is spinning. There is a power that ensures you are breathing and you do nothing. This is Ar-Rahman. He keeps you alive. And there's nothing you do for it. He's a Rahman. He's given you everything that you have. Without him there's nothing. And a Rahim, the most gracious one, the one whom you can invoke the compassionate, you can ask for forgiveness, he'll give it to you. You can ask for blessings, he'll give it to you. See? When we go to La ilaha illallah, there is nothing worthy of our focus and our attention. The way Allah is worthy of our focus and attention. La ilaha illallah. Muhammad Rasulullah. That our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
is indeed the exemplar and the mercy unto all the worlds. I just leave you in my one minute that's left with the verses of Surah Fatiha. Maybe the next time I'm here, I'll speak to you about Surah Fatiha. But there's a verse in there that says, Thee alone do we worship. And thee alone do we turn to. Nobody else. Thee alone do we worship. Thee alone do we turn to. That means we get closer to him and his grace. That's all my time for today. Shukran alhamdulillah again. Shukran to Maulana Qasim for giving me this privilege and opportunity. What a gift he has given to me today to do this sharing with you. All praise, glory and thanks be to Almighty Allah. His choices, blessings upon our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.